Welcome back, everyone, to the Overleveled Podcast. This is episode four of the Dark Road to Kingdom Hearts, where we are currently in part three of Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Today, I am joined, as always, by my buddy Dash. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm feeling real good today. I'm super excited to talk about some of the stuff, more story oh, to yeah. talk about. Yeah, we got off work fairly early today, so we were able to kind of... Dude, we killed it today. Yeah, we, yeah, we were crushing today at work, so home early, you know, my, my kids and my wife, they went to go spend some time with some other friends, so I, I got, you know, all this time during the day, and I'm not like, you know, struggling for, for like waking hours in the night <laughs> to, to record a podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... I mean, we can't speak. We can't speak past. It was your birthday recently. It, it may was. not be your birthday when it comes out, but <laughs> yes, you know, yes, we have to state that it was your birthday at least a That's little bit true. to get those wishes out there. Thank you. Yeah, everyone, wish your birthday spankings towards me. Uh, I need them. So. Ooh, <laughs> I need them. So <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah, I'm 23 now, and um, you're getting old, man. I guess so. Yeah, I've already. I've had gray hair for a while, but. Now I can I can point it out and say this is my gray hair on every birthday, dude. <laughs> so. You're lucky. I wish I had like like the bits of gray hair growing. It's it's like a it's like a very big like like sex appeal. Like Ooh, you know what I mean. I okay. just think I dude. I'm being serious. Like I think people that have like the slight things of gray hair look so much better than I do in every aspect of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've grown to appreciate it over time, but you know what I no. appreciate more? What's that? <laughs> The power of friendship. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we played uh, we played through the first sets of Disney Worlds. We played through, um, what was it, Wonderland and Deep Jungle and Olympus mm-hmm. Coliseum. Yep. And we got the Gummy Ship Warp upgrade as well as the ability to go, you know, look at, look at other planets out there. And... Um, Last time, and in the last episode, towards the end, I said we were going to cover all the way up through Neverland in this episode. And even though we had uh, this sort of week off where I figured we might be able to spend some more time getting notes and playing and all this stuff, uh, there's just a lot more to talk about <laughs> in these worlds than I anticipated. So oh, we are. Sure. <laughs> in this episode today, we are basically <clears throat> just going to be covering. Um, Agrabah. Agrabah and yeah. Monstro, right? Yeah, Agrabah and Monstro. And there's some stuff kind of in between the worlds that we can sort of discuss, as well as just overall, now that we're kind of getting really deep into the to the Disney stuff and we're going to all these worlds and we're seeing Heartless that are kind of themed from these, you know, Disney properties, we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about just kind of your overall opinions and feelings of, you know, just... Just kind of how this game is continuing to present itself. So, yeah, yeah. I guess bef- before we hop into all this, um, I don't know. I I, did, I guess did you have anything else that you wanted to say before we just start talking about this? Or I mean, just jump no. In? I think I think I think anything that I really want to talk about, we're gonna we're gonna go over, or you know, I'll find a way to ask a question about it. Um, sure. Yeah. I I did mention it a little earlier. I feel like. Uh, now that I'm starting to get like those like those juicy bits of uh, story, mm-hmm. now it's not like it's like I'm not it's not like I'm not having fun with the game, but it's now it's like now it's like I want to get to the second one. I want to yeah. yeah, I want to see where now it goes because I don't know all the story, but I know a good chunk where I'm just like, hey, 
I want more of this. Pieces are kind of lining up. You're ready to see how it all kind of fits together. I feel you, man. Exactly. Yeah. The one thing to, and we'll see this, and I'll probably say this again as we get further into the series, but here's the thing about Kingdom Hearts is that all of it, it lays together essentially this uh, like thousand piece puzzle, but it's also an abstract photo like it's an abstract piece of art that is also a thousand piece puzzle so even even whenever you start to piece things together you're still like what am i what am i looking at (laughs) yeah no i can definitely agree with that because even like i feel like i feel like we've gotten to know a good chunk of what what necessarily the motivations are for most of the um evil characters you know like what they want to do we have a pretty generally good idea but it's still just like i feel like i'm missing like you know like someone took the frosting of the cake you gave me a cake but like you forgot to put the frosting and all the other stuff that make a cake delicious like yeah i'm like waiting for the other ingredients (laughs) gotcha cool so uh we got the gummy upgrade and now we can travel to our very first world and that is agrabah yes uh chippendale first before we go over there uh chippendale they mentioned hey there's a tournament happening over at the olympus coliseum after you left Traverse Town, did you go and do the fill cup that was over there, uh, or did no. you just go straight to? I, uh, I was I was being lame. I went straight to I went straight to the next world. I okay. was like, I was like, I was like, I had flashbacks, and I was just like, I don't want to go back to the Coliseum and have to fight <laughs> yeah. Cerberus again. I go, maybe I'll go back when I got a few more like mm-hmm. levels under my belt. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, every single every time that you finish a world, something new kind of. Uh, maybe in another world something else kind of gets opened up to you and um for in this instance you know chippendale can come in and they're like hey tournament's happening over at olympus maybe y'all should go check it out and whenever you do go check it out um phil is there and he's basically like hey like are y'all gonna enter the phil cup (laughs) and um it's another one of those things where you go through all these rounds of Mm -hmm. enemies and then whenever you're done uh, doing the fill cup, you have the option to go through it again, just Sora alone, so without Donald and Goofy. And uh, doing oh. these things gives you different uh, combos and different abilities. Um, I know whenever you do the fill cup with only Sora, it gives you the ability uh, called Combo Plus. And uh, whenever you do it with everybody all together, all three, you know, Sora, Donald, and Goofy, you get the mm-hmm. magic spell Gravity. And then. Also, I think if you do it in under three minutes, like every single round in under three minutes, you get an ability called Tech Boost. So whenever you like, you know, uh, do one of those attacks where it knocks against an enemy who's hitting against mm-hmm. you at the same time, and you get like Tech Experience, it just kind of boosts that number. Uh, okay, I swear yeah. I thought I swear I thought after I know we're not going to talk about it, but Halloween Town, you got Gravity after you beat it. I could be oh, wrong. Oh, y- you? I think. Do you have you might have the spell gravity already? I, there might yeah. be just other ways to <laughs> to get it. Okay, um, I was like, I was like, wait, I was like, did I do something weird? I go, or is that something <laughs> different? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just know that whenever you do do the fill cup with everyone, that's like the spell that you learn. So may, I don't know, maybe you maybe do you just get it early. Way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so another thing too, just kind of on um, Olympus as a whole, all of the tournaments that happen at Olympus are completely optional for the whole like story you can beat the game 
without ever sealing the keyhole of Olympus. Um, and you know, y- you could just you could just do that. Uh, but on standard difficulty, I-, I was telling you about this. In order to unlock the secret ending, you are going to have to seal every keyhole. So if that's yeah. still something that you're trying to do by the end of this game. Uh, you're gonna have to go to Olympus and and you know do all the battles until you seal that oh, keyhole. Man. I don't I don't know because that also includes the puppies and I know those are just in chests so I don't have to like find like n- like legitimately you know all 101 Dalmatians and stuff like that. But I'm just oh like, yeah yeah yeah. I think I'm like that that may be a, that may be like a uh, you know final you know final little little thing i do at the very very end maybe yeah yeah just kind of once you're gearing up to like do the last battle or whatever yeah just make like a separate save file so you can you know (laughs) go back and do that stuff or you know uh, up to you definitely yeah but uh also just kind of i know you didn't go here yet but if you remember kind of back um whenever you went to olympus the first time i meant to mention this um but after you finish a battle in the Olympus Coliseum and then it goes to the next one, uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy do like a little victory pose thing and they're like, yeah, we did it. We're the champs or whatever. And then it goes to the next mm-hmm. battle. So Sora, all of his victory poses are based off of the battle victory poses from both Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII. Um, and the Final Fantasy games, especially the 3D ones, um, after you're done with the battle, all of your party members do like this little thing where they twirl their sword around or something or throw it behind their back, just like a little victory mm-hmm. animation. And Sora's victory poses in this game are specifically based off of Cloud and Squall slash Leon. Uh, I was about to say, I could poses. definitely see the Cloud one now that I think about it after doing the battles because he threw the, sh- the, the keyblade over his shoulder and kind of like, you know, like puffed out his chest. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all that you can do over there for right now. Uh, that's the one cup that's over there. I mean, other than that, it's a good place to go grind for levels if that's what you want to do. Um, mm. But like I said, too, over more time, as the story progresses, you, uh, yeah, you, you'll, you'll gain more tournaments uh, that you can go fight in. Uh, aside from Olympus Coliseum, if you want to also head back to Deep Jungle... You can now play through a brand new slide minigame, and this basically just consists of Sora and Tarzan uh, sliding down those vines kind of near the treehouse. You know Mm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so now it kind of gives you this prompt that's like, hey, there are these fruits that you can slide into and collect them, and while you're collecting them, if you run into certain barriers, you can open up new paths and then you can start the the sliding mini game over again, and then go down that new path, and then open up new paths essentially. Um, and in order to kind of see this all play out, I think you have to play through this mini game a total of five times, and there's a total of like fifty fruits to be collected. Jesus. Yeah, it pretty much. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, and it just gets longer and longer because, like I said, you have to start from the beginning every time, and then you gotta like. You know, you open up a new path, and then you go down that brand new path, and then you got to open up you a new miss path. One. Yeah, exactly. Then you got to start it over again. Jeez. Um, but it's it's simple enough, especially if like you've done it once already. It's it's not it's not like incredibly difficult. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's just, just, a just a like a little mechanic. mini game, and you you have I think some of your items that you can collect from that are like 
uh, like synthesis items that you can use later on, like dark matter and like a power up, which is, I think I explained this to you, like power up items. Those are consumable items that whoever you decide to use it on, it permanently boosts a character's like attribute uh, by one. So if it's like a power up, it boosts their strength. If it's a defense up, it boosts their, you know, their defense and all that uh, magic up, HP up, all that. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all you can do over at Deep Jungle. And I think that is, I think that's literally all there is <laughs> to Deep Jungle. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I know. But uh, yeah, like like we said, though, those are just kind of some things that you can do before you go to Agrabah. But now we are in the gummy ship and we are officially flying to Agrabah. <laughs> Aladdin, Jafar, Iago, and Jasmine are all voiced in this game by their original film cast. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask how many of these characters were actually voiced by the original people. Yeah, because I was, you know, I mean, of course, I love you know Robin Williams, Genie, mm-hmm. and everything else. So I was like, I was like, I want to know because it would make me very happy. Yeah. So I found this out a few years ago, and since I learned about it, um. This is all I can hear. But the voice of Genie, he's voiced by uh, Dan uh, Castellaneta, who is the voice of Homer Simpson. He's been oh, the voice. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, been Homer's I, voice forever. <laughs> that's, that's, it's always weird when I think about that. Yeah. It's very, very strange. I remember you told me that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah. So now, whenever I hear like the little yell, that uh genie does at the end of this world (laughs) you know whenever you know when he's freed or whatever um all i hear is homer yelling (laughs) (laughs) so yeah once we're kind of here we see the scene where maleficent and jafar they're discussing where the keyhole to agrippa is and jafar says that the heartless are actively searching for it and they're also looking for princess jasmine And then Maleficent kind of explains that they need to gather all seven princesses in order to open the final door. Yes. Um, And so this is kind of, I believe this is the first time that we explicitly hear what Maleficent's goal with the princesses. uh, Yeah, it's it's the very first time that she's, I mean, she's talked about it, but this is the first time she explicitly says we need all of them to open open a final door yeah i think this is also the first time that she says specifically that it's seven um maybe yes. i'm maybe i'm wrong about that i probably maybe i mentioned that last time i can't remember but there are seven princesses total and in order to open this so-called door they need to collect all seven of those princesses um and then we get this little scene where literally jasmine is just hiding behind some fruit like it looks like so right goofy. Bi- like right behind them. It looks so goofy. I'm just like, I'm like, that looks out of place. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know we talked a little bit about this before, before while we were working, but uh, now we get a glimpse of what the heartless of this world look like. Cause now we can kind of run around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess just before we dive deep into Agrabah, just kind of, yeah. how do you, how do you like um, that as we are exploring these worlds, we're seeing lots of Heartless that are themed after yeah. these uh, like Disney locations. How do you feel about all that? I love that. I, I, it could, they could easily just copy and paste 
you know, over and over and over again and just yeah. endless amount of enemies that is so easy to just replicate. And mm-hmm. the fact that they really wanted to take the time that every, well, for the most part, well, I don't think Wonderland had a theme, but um, that I remember. There, but, were, there were a few enemies. I, I, well, I remember there was like, I'm blanking on the name. I should probably get the name of this Heartless up or something. But it's like a, a little trumpet kind of Heartless that like plays music notes. Uh, and yes. Heals yeah, people. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so except besides that, uh, you know, I was just like, oh, it's just going to be the same kind of enemies. Then we got to Deep Jungle, and then we had, you know, the monkeys, and now we have, you know, they have, yes. like, the curved, like, uh, the curved swords. Yeah, Scimitar. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, the, the headdress and stuff like that, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I love this. I love that they took the time to do that, because they didn't really have to. Yeah, they did kind of just take the whole model of, like, the... Um, the large bodies and they you know <laughs> that's how they made the fat bandits I, b- I believe that's what they're called um but oh, they the, have the ones that blow fire or something yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. have like a totally different move set i mean they still have that whole thing where you hit their stomachs and it, and it bounces off of them mm-hmm. um but you know yeah now that you're here we're seeing lots of enemies that are specifically themed after kind of like this desert environment um, you know, the Aladdin movie. I think it's all really cool stuff. And yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, I absolutely adore it. It's just a nice little charm that you're like, Oh, you know, now, now I'm like, I look forward to it. And I'm like, Oh, which one's going to really be my favorite, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Out of the, out of all these worlds. Yeah. Do you, so far, do you have a favorite heartless? Oh yeah. Deep jungle, the monkeys. It was absolutely I think, lovely. Yeah. I think those are called power wilds. Those are power the, the name of those. Oh, but, dude, they, I just, I just loved it. I, it was something. It was, I was also something I wasn't expecting because, like I said, it mm-hmm. was besides those trumpet heartless, which obviously I didn't even really remember mm-hmm. all that often. Um, it was, it was nice and shocking to me, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's probably yeah. gonna be my favorite. Yeah, and besides, you know, like the, like the, like the Final Fantasy bosses that you fought so far, and like Cerberus, everything over in olympus coliseum i'm pretty sure was just a rehash of the enemies that you see on destiny islands and travers town yeah um, there was nothing there was nothing special about them. Yeah. yeah so yeah deep jungle i'd say is probably the most overt example of like oh like these resemble this disney world so that's yeah i love that stuff I, I, i've grown to appreciate that more over time i think oh yeah but yeah anyway so as you're kind of fighting these guys you uh sora eventually finds jasmine and then jafar he shows up and then he sends the heartless to go and attack them and after they defeat the heartless they're kind of exploring the place a little bit and then they come across aladdin's house where they find the magic carpet and then donald's just like we gotta follow it um okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so then they go out they find the magic carpet in the desert and then they ride it further out into the desert and then they find aladdin who is sinking into quicksand and is being attacked by Heartless. And mm-hmm. after just fighting Heartless for like a really long time, Aladdin eventually gets up and then he rubs his magic lamp and he wishes to for Genie to get rid of all the Heartless. And so this was Yeah, I guess, yeah, this was his first wish of the of the lamp, I guess, of the genie. And then after escaping, Aladdin then tells Sora, hey, you know. Like I'm, I'm trying to find the cave of wonders, you know. I or 
I found this lamp like in the Cave of Wonders. He's just telling him about the Cave of Wonders. Yeah. And then Genie is just like, let me introduce myself. Yeah. And, um, he, what Genie does. That's Yeah. <laughs> Which is really cool because I, I, with the charm of Aladdin, the movie, I think I think that this scene for for this time as a PlayStation Two game, I think it pretty much nailed the characterization of the extravagancy of Genie. Yeah, no, I I agree with that because I was about to say I was like, if you look at it as of now, it feels almost a little forced, like like they have you know let Genie talk kind of thing. But I was like, yeah. if you take it back to back then, I was like, uh, I would it would fit perfectly it was just exactly how i would think genie would be so overtly inside of his you know inside of this conversation just as much as aladdin is Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh aladdin's like you know i like i really want to be this wealthy prince and then genie's like do it bro say the words and then he's like (laughs) nah i'll say that I'll, i'll do it later yeah i'm gonna do that later uh sora then informs aladdin that g uh that jasmine is in trouble and they have to go save her. And Aladdin promises Genie uh, that he's going to free him after that. After they save Jasmine. And yeah, at this point, you can now put Aladdin in your party. You put Aladdin in your party. So yes, yeah. And I have I have subbed out Donald yeah. every chance I got. <laughs> every time, yeah. Get out of here, Donald. Yeah, I just sat him on the bench and I said, "You stay. I'm going to go have some people that actually do damage <laughs> and stuff." Bye. Yeah. <laughs> So this is interesting. I'll just point this out now because this is actually something that I realized playing this or at least seeing this cutscene again today uh, that I mm-hmm. didn't really notice before. Um, but whenever they arrive back over at Aladdin's house, Genie mentions that he's heard of the keyhole before. And then Donald says, really? Where? And then Genie says, "Now nah, where was it? It's only been 200 years. And then they're just like, no, whatever. We could talk about that later. We got to go say we got to find Jasmine or whatever. And huh. uh, given some some information of Kingdom Hearts lore that we kind of have found out within the last, like, five years or so, this is something mm-hmm. that piqued my interest whenever I saw it now. Um, so that's really all I have to say about it. <laughs> I'm not expecting oh, you, you to have any Oh, you can't dangle a fruit it. in front of me like oh, that. Oh, I that's, can, that's so brutal. Ooh, I was like, because yeah. that scene passed right over my head. I didn't think of it. I was like, oh, yeah. Genie's magical. It makes sense. Yeah. I just thought it, I'm like, oh, Genie knows about the keyhole. Okay. And like yeah, he heard about seemed... it like, you know, in the past. Okay. Okay. Or I, ago. I okay. put it to, I put it to, he has, there's a certain magic that keeps genies inside the lamp, right? Like a lock. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was just like, oh, maybe it's just like, it's a different form of whatever keeps genie, you know, inside the lamp. I'm yeah, like, maybe. And he's just like, oh, I know exactly <laughs> what this is like, or I know this because it's what I go through. Yep. Maybe. I hate I I hate that you <laughs> dang, you had you could have just left that all alone. <laughs> yep. I could have. Anyways, they go and they find Jasmine and she's being held captive by Jafar. Um, and then Aladdin uses his second wish to shave uh, to shave Jasmine. Take all the hair <laughs> off of her. Um, I want her clean. <laughs> clean. Bald, baby. Anyway, so he uses the second wish to save Jasmine and then uh, Iago steals the lamp. And this is where we have our uh, our first boss of this world, and this is the Pot Centipede boss. How how did you feel about this little boss battle? Uh, not too bad. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I think I kind of I told you about it earlier. It's like 
now that I've kind of gotten more comfortable with the mechanics and, you know, how the player, fe- you know, how Sora feels in the world, mm-hmm. um, I, I, dude, outside of Cerberus, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about most of the boss fights Hell right yeah. now. Like yeah. it feel it, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It, it did trip me up for like, you know, like that first initial, what am I supposed to do here? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, okay, okay, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm solid. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, fairly fairly straightforward boss. You know, you just wither him down, mm-hmm. and after you, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, after you kill Pot Centipede, uh, you head back over there to the desert, and then you have a fight with a heartless possessed Cave of Wonders Tiger Head. How is this boss? I struggled. Yeah. I, now, now, when I say I struggled, <laughs> I know I, I know what I just said. Okay. <laughs> um. I know what I just said. I did not struggle as much as I did with Cerberus. I think this took me like three tries when Cerberus did like like seven. Yeah. So it, it was it was mostly just it was mostly just figuring out what I'm necessarily supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It just it took me a lot longer to grasp. Like I was like oh you know that aha moment. I was like oh I'm stupid. I hate that this took me so long. <laughs> so here's here's kind of one thing that I've noticed and. I agree too. I think that whenever you're first playing Kingdom Hearts for the first time and you get to a boss like um, Cerberus, you can you definitely can feel like there there seems to be some sort of difficulty spike here. Maybe I'm not like a high enough level, but this boss is like I'm dying a lot to this boss for yeah. some reason, and th- and I like just started the game, you know. Um, yeah. And then this boss kind of feels very similar in the fact that like. You know, maybe you're not like dying as much, but you're just kind of struggling a little bit more. To like, I had to heal. Kill. I had to heal a lot more often than I thought I was going to need to. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. I, th- I think the thing that I've kind of noticed about these two bosses that make them stand out um, aside from all of the other bosses, and especially especially as you go later on in the series, um, Kingdom Hearts becomes very like reaction and skill based kind of like in its combat system um, where bosses and enemies kind of rely on your reflexes and your ability to pull off combos and swerve around enemies real fast and like you know get them whenever they're you know they're open to an attack Mm -hmm. but these bosses and I think some other bosses in this game as well and this is kind of a general complaint that people will have about Kingdom Hearts 1 is like it puts this emphasis on platforming that doesn't really exist as much in future video games. So Kingdom Hearts 1 has lots of areas in the game where in order to progress, you have to jump over a lot of hurdles and land on platforms and do like like perfectly timed like jumps and things like that. And both of these bosses kind of rely on a mix of combat and platforming at the same time. With Cerberus, you gotta jump on his back and you gotta hit his head. Or, I mean, you don't have to do that. You can definitely just that's a, that's jump that's up a and whack his way. face. Yeah. <laughs> but that's definitely probably the best strategy about going about that bo- that boss yeah. battle is getting up on his back and, you know, when it rears its head back, just land a bunch of hits. And every time he chomps down, he's more likely to miss you. But And then with this battle as well, in order to actually attack him, you have to jump up on its back or like on its head and like yeah, get its, its eyeballs and stuff. 
Yeah, um, like the big giant glowing weak points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, even with the uh, very first tutorial boss that you that you fought, you even said that you found your your way making it up his arm and attacking his head for more. Oh damage. yeah, completely by accident too. Yeah, I was just, it just so happened to happen. The uh, mm-hmm. happened to happen. Yeah, it happened to great. happen. I speak good English. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> but no, I like the platforming thing. Um, you know, just the cleanest segue ever to that. Uh, I wanted to just say, like, Agrabah seemed more vertical that we've gotten so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wonderland had some verticality to it, mm-hmm. for sure. But, like, this just seemed like, you know, a lot of stuff was hidden in a lot of corners that you had to really figure out how to get your way around just without walking on the ground itself, you know? Oh, yeah, especially once you you uh, you beat the Cave of Wonders Tiger Head and you're able to go inside the Cave of Wonders, like, that's definitely where all of, like, the puzzle shenanigans <laughs> happen, you know? Um, yeah. And there's, like, a little water section uh, and treasure chests in there, and sometimes you have to go into other rooms and fall into certain pits to land... Oh, dude, that took everything in me to, to go and just jump because everything yeah. in my body said, don't go down there. That's right. not a good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, this there's there's a lot of platforming stuff here. In, uh, in and I enjoyed it, too, though, like, That's you good. know, coming off of, you know, Olympus Coliseum, we didn't you know, it's a line. We talked about yeah. that. It's just a straight it's two line. Rooms, yeah. Yeah. It's two rooms. That's really it. You know, deep. Uh, Wonderland, you know, had some verticality to it, but nothing really. It was just three corridors or mm-hmm. four. And, you know, uh, Deep Forest was the first time we got, like, kind of an actual area. Sure. And yeah. I just love the fact that, like, oh, you know, if I see it, like, most of the time it was if I could see it, I could climb it kind of thing. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And the fact with the desert thing, too, that you couldn't really walk out there all too much, but, like, the fact that you could just, like, walk out and there was really like nothing out there for you it's like yeah that's it that's the desert you know what i mean it's like it's it just made me feel really good yeah nice so once you do uh kill the cave of wonders boss um or just like the tiger head itself uh we get this little scene inside where jafar uses his very first wish to find the keyhole and mm-hmm. Genie locates it for him, and he shows. You see this big keyhole, and inside the Cave of Wonders, just kind of, you know, continuing to talk about uh, the uh, just kind of the platforming and stuff. <clears throat> this is where you can find. I believe this is the first torn page that we are able to find. Um, that is a part of Merlin's book, and yes, uh, it, yeah, it's inside of a treasure chest, kind of in that water puzzle location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Have you have you decided already to like see what those pages are? I haven't looked into them yet. Okay, I think cool. I, was to you, I think I was talking to you about it that I wanted to definitely look before we we hopped on today, but um, didn't get a chance to. That's fine, unfortunately. But I I, I, I do want to I do want to collect the like I want to do all the extra stuff in this game. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of is it going to line up with when we record or is it going to be afterwards you know what i mean yeah i would say um because i i texted you earlier just kind of how i'd like for some of these future episodes to go and Mm. i think once we get to maybe like episode 
five, I think. Um, once we've already finished all of the worlds before Neverland and, and we've like finished Neverland and stuff, um, there is another point in time where we're going to have to go back to Traverse Town regardless. And once yeah. we do that and once we go back to Traverse Town, that's whenever I want to like take a look at Merlin's book. And by that point, you should you should have all of the pages. Yeah, it, it should and it shouldn't be too difficult because I'm trying to explore the space anyways yeah. when I go into these different worlds. So I'm finding, you know, the, some of the spells or, you know, items and stuff like that. So it's just I haven't, you know, sat down. I'm like, I'm going to read these now. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. It, I just kept playing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And those lost pages, they're not something that you can just like look in your inventory and read. Um, there is a oh, point okay. where you, you have to present the pages to Merlin. Um, ah, and so, gotcha. yeah, once, once you're required to kind of go back over there, um, after you finish Neverland, that's, that's when I want to tackle that. And, uh, okay. yeah, so that'll be fun. I'm excited to, I'm excited to talk to you about that. Um, yes. But yeah, so we we find the torn page, and then uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy they make their way uh, over into walking in on a conversation that Jafar and Maleficent are having, and it's kind of a brief conversation about Riku. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I just no, I love this. I love this cutscene because Maleficent. They're like, "Hey, are you Maleficent?" And she's like, "Peace," and just yeah. fades out. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that. I thought of the meme. Um, with the black kid who throws the peace sign and then like just oh, yeah. fades away. Yeah. I love that meme, uh, dude. I was like, I was I was watching the cutscene and she just they're like, he's like, hey, aren't you Maleficent? And she just like fades <laughs> yeah, away and I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, that was great. I guess she didn't fantastic. say anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At ten out of ten. This is one of the best cutscenes in all of the first Kingdom Hearts game. I think just oh, for that alone. Great. Um, but yeah, they they walk in. Uh, them just kind of having this very short conversation about Riku um, they're not really saying a whole lot that he just uh, Jafar just says like like what about that boy Riku or whatever mm-hmm. and then they that's whenever they run in and then Jafar then goes and explains to us the players so that we also know or so that Sora knows what we already know from that initial conversation. Jafar explains that they need all seven princesses in order to open the door. And given that Jasmine is a princess, you know, she is needed by them. <clears throat> well, is it is it seven princess? Well, because, I mean, obviously, at the time of the game being made, there wasn't that many princesses that I can really recall, at least at that time period. We have a lot more now in, you know, 2022. Um, but they said the seven, I, it could be later, but they said the seven pure hearted, you know, princesses, like yeah, it's they, specifically a the, certain uh, seven. Yeah. They're called the princesses of heart. Yeah. It's like a specific seven. So it can't just be like, you know, you know, just any random princess or something like that. Right. Yeah. We will definitely talk more too about. Um, like some decisions that they decided to make with choosing who were the princesses um, mm-hmm. for this situation. Uh, okay, we'll we'll, def- we'll probably talk a little bit more that- about that into next episode, just because that's 
the closest time that I can feel that it might be a little relevant to to talk about the, yeah. the decisions that they made. But um, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for for right here, we can definitely just deduce. Okay, Jasmine is one of these seven princesses, okay, and then gotcha. Jafar uses his second wish to crush them. Even though mm-hmm. Genie's first rule in the movie is that he can't kill anyone. <laughs> well, maybe he, did, he maybe he took it literally. He'll just crush. Them yeah, just, just like break or, break their bones a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they'll still <laughs> live. They'll just yeah. be a potato or something. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so then you have this sort of uh, boss fight with human Jafar, mm-hmm. and after you defeat oh, spoilers, him... Spoilers, man. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I guess this is a, a spoiler for the movie as well. If, if, yeah. if, if you're following along and you and you haven't played the the games, or maybe you have played the games, but you haven't seen the movie, the, the, that's another thing, too. I'm going pretty in-depth into kind of the, the like summaries of sort of what happened here in these worlds but ultimately like if you've seen the movies just kind of throw Sora Donald and Goofy in there yeah <laughs> and, yeah and some mention of Heartless and then there you go that's the world I can I can say that I did not expect Genie to be something we had to fight well you don't really fight him but he's like yeah, in he, the way yeah he's he's like working with Jafar and, yeah it was yeah. something that I did like I know you know that's how that's how the you know that's how everything happens. But I didn't yeah. think he was actually going to be involved. I was like, you know what I mean. I thought sure. we were going to have to fight Jafar, and then you know after that, you know the other version of him. No spoilers. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's going to be. It. I knew it. So it did throw. You know, I was like, oh, I go, I go. That's cool. I go. Yeah. You know, just kind of have him like in the way. Yeah. And him apologizing the entire time. He's, yeah, he's he, like, I'm sorry. He's just like, he's like watch out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and this is cool too, because after you defeat uh, Jafar, you get this, um, you get your first magic upgrade. Uh, your blizzard Fiery? spell becomes or, Blizzara. Yeah, 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 Blizzara. Yeah, so you get your first magic upgrade, and then Jafar uses his last wish to become a genie. And then the ground opens up, and then the fire and lava is everywhere, mm-hmm. and then you have a fight with Iago. <laughs> yeah, you beat the shit out of out of Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah, rest yeah, in peace. rest in, rest in peace. <laughs> um, so you have yeah, Iago is flying around with the lamp, and you gotta. That's pretty much the whole thing. The genie is you know making the the terrain kind of. It, it was uh, it 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 was a very letdown of a boss fight, if I had to say. Like, yeah, I feel like the they could have did a lot of cool stuff with Genie Jafar, and it's just like, no, nope, beat the crap out of the bird, break the lamp, it's cool. Yeah, because it's kind of the same rules as the human Jafar fight, you know, where he's in one area, you attack him a few times, and then he flies to another area, and you got to go over there and you attack him a few times. Like, yeah, it, it was, definitely it was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, I would say. I would say, you know, Pot Scorpion and fucking um, the he- the Cave of Wonders head were probably more like involved fights. Like if you could kind of, oh yeah, you know, translate those kind of battles, but like design them in you know in the way of uh, Jafar and and Genie Jafar, I feel like that would have been a a lot more engaging. I mean, Genie can be person sized too, though. I mean, I know it's intimidating. Like maybe like you know. You, because uh, Sora can hit spells back, kind of like uh, in Coliseum. You could hit Cerberus's like fireballs back at him. Oh yeah, like you could have did that, damaged him enough, and then Jafar like shrunk down to like a person size genie, 
and you did damage, and then he then he jumped back in the lava and grew to huge size, and then you know that would have been more interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you have this uh, this fight with Iago, who's holding the lamp, and then after you win, <laughs> Jora sucks up Jafar into mm-hmm. the lamp. And then you get your second, you know, uh, magic upgrade. Fire becomes Fyra. Fyra, and, yeah. And then we gain our very first Ansem's Report. We get Ansem's Report 1. Yes. And we're going to talk about that at the end of this episode. Ooh, like, like once we're wait. Yeah, once we're, once we're done talking about these uh, Disney worlds, we'll go and we'll, we'll just talk about the, Ansem, the first Ansem's Report. Okay, sounds um, good. And it is Ansem's report. It is not Ansem report. It is Ansem's report. <laughs> it's A's report. Yeah. So we get this little scene where Jasmine gets kidnapped, and then Sora seals the keyhole. And yes. And then the Cave of Wonders begins to collapse, and then we have the gang escape on the magic carpet. How did you How did you feel about this little... I sang a whole new carpet? world the entire time I was, <laughs> I was doing it. Nice. And... It, it wasn't bad. I, I I thought it was, you know, it was a cool little way to, like, end it because that's how the movie kind of happens when, you know, he takes the lamp and everything's falling apart and everything. Yeah. And I it's thought kind that of the was same. cool. It's, a, it's a, no, just watching gameplay of it this first time, I realized it's basically just the same concept as, like, the gummy ship, you know? Yeah, it, it, yeah that's, that's exactly what it is, except I think just, like, what you just had to really avoid the pillars. There was nothing really, like too terrible to or like the spikes or whatever it was yeah it's just like a little bit more fast paced i think i think you're moving yeah. a faster or it's at least it feels that way it was um, cool because it was like oh this is like the movie that was really what yeah. made it cool for me that was right. really it yeah so yeah you escape on the magic carpet and then after escaping aladdin asks sora to take him with them <laughs> to oh find jasmine but then they say that they cannot do that because that will be messing with the world order. That'll be meddling. But then they literally, they take Genie, they take Genie as a summon. They take him with him. And if we remember too, like another rule of like these summon stones that we give to fucking, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Fairy Godmother. Yes. I mean, I can't... Wait, does he actually become a summoned stone? Because I know the thing with the summoned stones, it's like they are the souls of people who are lost after their world was destroyed. But Sora just saved the world. Their world isn't destroyed. How is Genie a summon? Mm. Or uh, I guess... No, I... I don't know. I, guess, I mean, his his summon would be more logical than anybody else's because, I mean, he's a Yeah, genie. I guess he just takes the lamp, I guess. But yeah. nonetheless, my main no, issue... No, he's free. That's not my main issue. My main issue is the fact that they were like, sorry, Aladdin, no, you cannot come with us. That's fucking up the world order. Genie? Hell yeah. Let's go, bro. <laughs> Dude, I, I, we talked about it a little bit earlier, and you ranted about it, and I still saw it coming, and I still find it hilarious. I go, oh, no. I go, yeah. here he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Pisses me off. Anyways. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's so good. Before that happens, though, this is whenever Aladdin wishes for Genie's freedom, and then he's like, now you can go anywhere you want. But it's like, no. <laughs> now you can go anywhere you want. Follow this boy around like a like a peasant now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go be his slave. You can be free, but please don't. Please go be his slave instead. 
Um, and that is, that's pretty much, that's whenever we get that whole little scene where, you know, the keyhole zooms in on Donald's face or whatever, and it's like, and then we get this little scene where Hades, Maleficent, and Riku mm-hmm. are all kind of in this council, like, oh, meeting God. room that they've been meeting in, and it is pretty much immediately revealed by Riku that he is the one who kidnapped Jasmine. Yeah, then, I mean, obviously, who else Who else did it? I saw that coming a yeah. mile away, dog. <laughs> yeah. So then Maleficent explains that Jafar couldn't Jafar. be saved because he was consumed by his own hatred. Because Hades is like, you know, like, oh, we could have saved that guy. And Maleficent's like, nah, he was just completely consumed by it- darkness. That's what's super interesting, too, is because even in the the very first cutscene, like right when you get to Agrabar, she's like, you know, the heartless, the heartless will, you know, be, you know, not feed, but she'll like they'll take a consume you if your yeah. heart is too dark. And I'm like, it, it's really funny. You know, that sounds like something Sora would say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not Maleficent. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like literally one of my notes is like, oh, so like, like even the evil people. Even the very bad guys in this game or in these worlds are still not safe from the bullcrap that is the heartless and stuff like that. Like they are still just as can be just as affected as, you know, like in Traverse Down, that random guy that just got beat up like right when you jump in. You know what I mean? Like it yes. doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. So I found that very interesting that that's like it's like a double edged sword. Yeah, I'm glad you're picking up on this now. I mean, it'll continue to be uh, elaborated later on, but right now we are definitely seeing early signs of just, you know, Maleficent definitely understands the use of power, and Mm -hmm. she has just decided that her power will be darkness. But she has this understanding that you've got to have, like, a leash on it. You cannot just let the darkness do its own thing. You have to control it. And she's like, um, fucking Clayton and Jafar, like, they got they got super fucked because they went wild with the darkness. And it just, it it is ultimately that which consumed them. And then right here, this is also where Maleficent tells Riku, um, like, she basically is, like, warning them, like, don't do the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, don't don't fuck up like i will not come save you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah maleficent then tells riku that as they promised him um for helping them that they're they're going to reunite reunite him with Kyrie, and then maleficent sends riku over with captain hook to go uh to go see her and um yeah i know i I know that you already knew that we were going to go to neverland but there he is there's captain hook yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I knew we were going to Neverland once that first council of the evil people kind of happened. Oh, yeah. You saw Oogie Boogie. You know what I mean? You saw right. Jafar or Captain Hook. But right. I do, I did want to say, I mean, I like that even though we, even though that we as a player know that Maleficent is using Riku, like mm-hmm. very, very easily we know that. It also seems like Riku knows that he, that she is trying to use him and he's like, I don't really care because it's going to get me to my goal. I could really give two craps about what you want to do. Yeah. You know, as long as it gets me to where I got to be, you know, just stay out of my way. And I love that in a, Mm -hmm. in, you know, someone on, on the evil side, because it's not like their motives are honestly scarier than the people that are just like, Mm 
you know, you know, like, hey, I just want to take over the world. It's like, okay, well, why? It's like, well, I was sad once, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like Riku's is just like, it's like, I don't, you know, I will stomp on anybody I need to if you're going to get in my way. And that's terrifying. Yeah. And and we'll see later on, too, as we go into the next world that we as we kind of see Riku and Maleficent's relationship uh, continue to develop. We'll see. We'll see more and more. Um, Riku really, he's just doing things because he, he ultimately, I think, has good ambitions. He wants. Yes. He wants Kyrie. He wants Sora. He wants them all to reun- be reunited with each other. Mm-hmm. But he's being, like I said in like uh, the first or second episode, um, he's being manipulated by this person. Who she's like, I have my own goals, whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. Like, sure, I'll give you the thing that you want, but you're going to help me. And he, you know, him being just this little kid who also, what, also right here, Riku is like questioning Maleficent, and then she just says that she she just wants to see Riku be happy because she sees yes. him as her son. And here, you know, I don't think this is like the super Oedipus complex, you know, where. Uh, what is it like the the mother or the the son is ha- hates the father because the father is like spending too much time with the mother like i don't think it's that deep right now but no like i like i said there's definitely this manipulation tactic that she's using where she's like no like i can give you everything that you want because i care about you like listen to me i yeah. care about you it's and very it's like, cold hmm. and calculated, just like you said, with like her understanding that she knows that, hey, I'm not going to let the darkness consume me. She's very she's it's very, very calculated in how she's dealing with him because she could have just snagged him and then been like, you're going to do this thing for me. I don't care yeah. what you want. You're going to no, no, I'm going to dangle some fruit in front of you yeah. to let you know I care just so I can start bringing you over to this side. Like, I find that just very, very good. I love it. Mm hmm. Yeah. So after this little cutscene, we get to go back to Agrabah just for a little bit. And before we're able to leave, we do obtain Genie as the summon for some reason. And we also get the Three Wishes Keyblade uh, as well as the Green Trinity. Now we can, you know, use Sora, Donald, and Goofy to go use the Green Trinity limits. And I don't know if you noticed, I mean, maybe. Maybe I explained this already. Maybe it's just obvious. Um, but you can only use those Trinity limits as long as it, the party is Sora, Donald, and Goofy. So if you have Aladdin in your party, you can't use any of the Trinity limits. Yeah, I, I noticed that. The, cool. Well, I tried it, and it didn't work, essentially. Right. But I also thought it would have been really cool if you had alternative like Trinity. You know what I mean? Like if you had a certain person in your party. Yeah. You know, maybe it wouldn't have been different if there was a different party member in each slot. Like if you had, you know, Tarzan, Sora and Donald, then it would be, Oh, okay. Then it's like this. Then if it was, you know, the other way around where goofy was there or not. Sure. But you know, maybe just something different. It would have been kind of cool, like specifically to the person you have in your party. Yeah. Would have been kind of a neat trick. PS2 shenanigans. I know. Just let him be stupid with it. (laughs) I know. I just, there was things I was just like, I would, I would appreciate that. Also, uh, as you're kind of walking around Agrabah, if you decide to just kind of do a little bit of exploring before going off to, uh, to your next destination, there is, you'll find 
in the town of Agrabah, there are now like shopkeepers um, that are kind of populating the town. So now you'll find NPCs who are standing there in the town of Agrabah if you want to look around. And <coughs> one of them, mm. like in particular, is the exact same character model as Waka, who is on Destiny Islands. But he just has like a, a color palette swap. <laughs> That's weird. I'm gonna yeah. have to go back and I'm gonna have to go back and look at that because I immediately they're like, "Well, here's Genie." I'm like, "All right, bye." Yep. Later. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, "Why am I still here?" Yeah. It's yeah, and he doesn't say anything. You know that reference would have been funny. Yeah, he. It's just like it's just a random NPC over there, but he just has like some color changes in his clothes and hair and stuff like that, and. But, like, if you look at them and then you go back and you look at what Waka looks like on Destiny Islands, you're like, oh, yeah, definitely the same model. <laughs> Copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and so then uh, now, actually, now that you can leave Agrabah, uh, Goofy does mention that it might be worth checking out the Green Trinity uh, that they saw in the accessories shop in uh, Travers Town. So whenever we yes. enter the accessory shop, pretty much one of the first things that you see <laughs> is Pinocchio is just kind of hiding in a corner. Yes. Yeah. And so you go over there and you talk to him. Yeah. You t- you talk to him. Jiminy pops out and he's like, my boy. And <laughs> he essentially just retells the importance of honesty to Pinocchio. I and scream pedo. Pedo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's really not much here other than just, oh, Pinocchio's here. Yeah, cool. it, it was so random. I was ready for, like, something to happen, you know, like something to push the story along or, like, tell me where I was going next, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just like, and it was just like, no, nah, he's just here. And she's like, okay, well, well, cool then. Goodbye. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, that just happens. And then they're like, yeah, we'll help you find Geppetto. And then that's it. Yeah. And then now you can use that green Trinity Limit. And this is where we uh, get to see the Moogles. I believe this is the first time that we see the Moogles in this game. Yes. And, yeah, this is this is the Moogle Synthesis Shop. And then I Weird don't know if you... Creatures. What's up? Weird little creatures. Yes. I don't know if you looked at their, like, character file um, in Jiminy's journal. Uh, but if mm-hmm. you do, you will see that these Moogles are kind of like how Sid is in every single Final Fantasy game, but kind of is a different person each time. There's, like, each game just has a Sid character. Um, Every single Final Fantasy game, besides, like, maybe one or two of them, has uh, the Moogles. Interesting. Yeah, Moogles are Final Fantasy characters, and they say the word Koopo a lot. (laughs) Like, at the end of most of their sentences and stuff. So, um, this is... This is just another one of those references. Um, they're just these Final Fantasy staples, and they appear yeah. in this game. And you, in this game, you just use them as the synthesis shop characters. Uh, you go over there, and you can craft equipment and items uh, using materials that you found throughout the world. And um, it's like a, it's like an upgrade system, right? That's what yeah. I kind of got from it. Yeah. So you know, just depending on kind of what materials you have just found throughout the world you can so for instance you can go into Huey Dewey and Louie like into their shop 
and you can find like weapons and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you can find uh, like I don't uh, know if you went over there the to s- upgrade the shields for for Goofy and the wands for um, for Donald. I did not know. Okay. I went- <laughs> yeah, I so did, I I did nothing for them. I <laughs> upgraded myself and I left. That's it. I care about me. This is my story. So, yeah, you can you can find new weapons and items and stuff uh, from just uh, like purchasing them from Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, but also, you can find even more powerful weapons and items and more strong just equipment. Uh, overall okay. by just finding materials on your journeys and then taking them to the synthesis shop and they're like oh if you have like four like iron bangles or whatever on hand like we can synthesize that with a couple of mithril shards and we'll give you like some really fucking powerful I don't know, whatever you know just it's the yeah. synthesis shop you synthesize yeah, yeah, yeah. weapons and stuff um and this is actually where you can find Sora, Donald, and Goofy's ultimate weapons, uh, but they're very tedious and very hard to create. I don't think I've actually ever successfully crafted Sora's ultimate weapon uh, at all. Uh, Would it but... ruin if I looked? If I looked, not looked up how to do it, but just looked them up what they are. <laughs> if you want to, uh, well. I mean, you can't. I would say just wait till maybe we're done with the game, and maybe okay. if you feel inspired to go and uh, you know <laughs> say like, oh, how like what do I need to do in order to unlock the the web? Because they look really fucking cool. Um, okay, I just <laughs> left them with like the like the the wand and the shield I bought like when I first left Traverse Town. Okay, like they still have those, and I left them. Do you think I'm gonna <laughs> give them their perfect weapons? No, I don't like them that much. <laughs> <laughs> So, after you've unlocked the Moogle shop, there's there's really not a whole lot to do. Um, yeah. Back over here. And so, you hop back in the U.S. tugboat, and Great no matter which world you decide to go to after Agrabah, because you have, like, a world on top and the world on bottom, um, mm. no matter which one you choose, you are then greeted by Vor. <laughs> do you know what Vor is? <laughs> no. Okay, do not look it up. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna look up Vor? <laughs> no, I, I can't reach my phone. I was trying to do it silent. You said it, and I was like, "Is he waiting for a reaction?" I go, "Is it V O R?" Guys, we're getting Dash's very first initial reaction to what Vor is. <laughs> oh no, I'm scared. Oh no, I don't that no. <laughs> I've been on some weird th- sides of the internet, dog. Okay. I've been on some really weird parts okay. of the internet. And this takes the cake. <laughs> so so you get bored by Monstro. <laughs> I'm still scrolling though. Oh god. Okay, stop. <laughs> There's a Cinderace one. <laughs> okay, so now we're inside Monstro. <laughs> You open the scan of worms. So right here, I just right off the bat too. I mentioned to I mentioned this to you earlier, but this is another completely optional world. Uh, Yep, did not know that either. Yeah, once you go to that first save point, 
you can just straight up hop back into the U.S. tugboat and you can head to whatever the next the next world is, and you do not have to ever come back if you don't want to. Geppetto's um, like, "Help me!" I'm like, "No, peace. later." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my boy, help him. Nope. <laughs> bye bye. So, and and I also mentioned this to you as well. You know, as we're here in the monstro world, we do see scenes with Riku and uh, Pinocchio kind of interacting and then like talking to Sora and stuff uh, yeah. depending on how you decide to do certain worlds in what order um, these cutscenes change and I don't want to go too deep into them right now I know that you said eventually once you're kind of like done with a lot of it, basically when you're done with the game you're going to go back and see like what these alternate cutscenes are but depending yeah. on like if you decide to go to Neverland first before uh doing monstro because like i said you can just go do that stuff and then if you want to go back to monstro later on you can um but yeah i mean th- there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh alternate cutscenes that can happen in this game which i think is very smart and not anything that i ever would have noticed until very recently you know right as we are kind of entering monstro we have this Memory, like Sora's kind of like having this flashback, and it's this memory of Riku and Sora as little children, and yes. they are discovering the secret cave for the first time, and they've never been inside, and they're talking about like, oh, I heard like a monster in there, like, like I bet you won't go in there, like they're you know being total kids about this, you know? Yeah, let's. I, all right, we're gonna we're gonna de- we're gonna destroy this thing. I can't remember what they say exactly. Yeah, they they <laughs> go like inside. Two. Yeah, they they find the door, and they're like, oh yeah, like. Just fucking break it, you know? Yeah, they're like, I wish it was. I wish it was something to fight, or like, I wish yeah. it was a monster or something. Yeah. They're like, oh, well. <laughs> so Riku, after discovering the secret cave, this is whenever Riku kind of has that first initial jump to be like, let's leave the island when we're older. Like we, we mm-hmm. you know, let's let's just get out of here. And so I was like, all right, cool. And then they're they're talking for a little bit about a quote unquote new girl who has arrived and is at the mayor's house for some reason. And this is also, I'm just realizing that there is a mayor of destiny yeah. islands. <laughs> yeah. The population of like seven people at yeah, most. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> one of us got to be a leader. Yeah. So I'm sure you could, you just immediately assumed, Oh, they're talking about Kyrie. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, well, I would have been more surprised if they were like, yeah, that girl, Jessica, she was weird. All right. Well, here, <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were talking about selfie. You don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Shoot. You know, Sephiroth was a new girl that walked in. <laughs> Sora wakes up and then, uh, him and Donald and Goofy, they, they see Pinocchio and they chase after him. And then they find he Geppetto. Just said, I'm out. What's up? He, he Pinocchio literally was just like he, Geppetto was kind of talking to you in a way, mm. and then all of a sudden you look up and Pinocchio's just like I'm out and just yeah, like later. leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They find Geppetto and Pinocchio. He finds yeah. I guess before that they find like this huge gummy piece. Like Pinocchio finds a big gummy piece, and like yeah, like as Geppetto is explaining how they got inside the whale, Pinocchio just sees Riku run through. Uh, let's just call it a doorway for the sake of not trying to understand like the anatomy of a whale uh, and then just decides to run after him. Oh, lucky you. I pulled up the diagram. Let me get this. Did, no, you, did no, you really? No, okay. No. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. So Sora, then they, they go after, they chase after him. Um, and then Riku is, is there 
and he's acting uh he's acting a little sus <laughs> yeah, he's he's a little darker in yeah. this one. Is it like a definitely a flip of a coin kind of like ooh? Yeah, because you know? Sora's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, just playing with Pinocchio." Sora's like, "You yeah, know like what I mean?" He's too cool. He's too cool for, <laughs> for us. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then they basically just like run away. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like he runs he's off. Like, with oh, Pinoc- catch me! And yeah, look like the fuck. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't explain what he's doing, why he's there, where Kyrie is, or anything like that. He just runs away. It was one of those times where I wish there was an option that if you just walked back to Geppetto, mm-hmm. like Riku would come back, and be like, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, because I'm just like, I don't want to deal with you, your little angsty self. Like, get yeah. out of here." <laughs> uh, so then. Right here as well. I mean, now is where we can really start exploring the insides of Monstro. How do you feel yes. about this? Just like as a as a world, as a concept, you it's know, my like second. Or, it's my second favorite world. It's your second as, favorite. World? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, cool. it is my second favorite world as of right now, just because it wasn't something I was expecting. Yeah. Um And the fact that. Like, though, the movie of Pinocchio, like, when they're inside the whale or whatever it was, it's like they had, like, it was just, like, the shipwreck, you know what I mean? Like, that was really it. But the fact that it's, like, they decided to make, like, a whole, like, thing inside of, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there's stairs, and I'm like, that's just really, really cool, and I'm like, I love the level design of that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the level design is is interesting. I I think what they decided to do with, like, I don't know, the like the cells or whatever they are just like the walls and stuff and like each the door pulsating like a... made me uncomfortable the like the constant like pulsating like skin and walls yeah. i was like ew like you could like, just kind of assume that the floor is squishy and yeah oh dude if they added sound like legitimate sound instead <laughs> of like squishing i would have been like i hate this i yeah. hate all of this yep so you get some time to explore um and yeah, we get this cutscene where Maleficent meets up with Riku, and then she kind of starts trying to manipulate him again into believing that Sora. He's like, Sora doesn't care about you. Yeah. You know? And Riku's just like, oh, well, I was, you know, I was just fucking around with Sora. Like, I really, I don't care about him either. And then <laughs> he said, "Fuck you." <laughs> that's what he. That's he went into a full teen mode. He's like, he doesn't care about you. He's like, did I ask? Like, yeah. I, I don't think I was asking you. <laughs> But this is oh where this is where Maleficent then warns Riku of the darkness that is inside of him, and he's like, "Cause that's that's what the heartless prey on. Um, they find they find darkness where they can get it, and yeah, be careful on that darkness. You gotta. Is it just <laughs> is it just evil, or is that can that be also sadness? Because like technically, wouldn't it be like almost depression for Riku? Like you know, like oh, I don't care that he doesn't care about me." Yeah, you know I, would, I, mean? I would say so. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. just, it's not necessarily, that's that's one thing that um, continues to kind of be, I, like, I really don't want to say anything too much about the dichotomy between, like, light and darkness, uh, mm-hmm. but I would say, like, right now, I think it's very easy just to say, like, light good, dark bad, right? Yeah, um, that's, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's pretty much kind of what we are looking at right now. This is this is so far the 
the general feel of what the first Kingdom Hearts game is. That's how it's trying to portray the sort of battle between like the light, like Sora is the light and we are fighting against the evil that is the darkness. Um, but I would say, I you know, I would say that also, yeah, the darkness is that is inside Riku is is a little bit more than just, oh, there's evil inside of you, you know? Because I wouldn't necessarily say that like, I, like someone is possessed by evil if they are sad you know yeah okay um and so just like how she warned all you know how he warned him about all the other villains who died i know we we talked about this but Mm -hmm. um i just think it's it's interesting to bring up and then riku and sora meet again and then riku questions even if sora even still cares about Kyrie or if he just cares about being the keyblade wielder um, yeah, he was like, you know, you're just walking around showing off your keyblade, yeah. and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I know Sora doesn't really say it. It's not like he really chose to do all of this. You know what I mean? Like, he was yeah. looking for you guys and then got thrown into this into this situation. Everybody's like, well, you got to be the guy now. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're the guy. Like, you're the, you got you're the, no options. You are uh, the special, as yeah. uh, put in the Lego movie. <laughs> um so they then find uh that Pinocchio has been captured by a heartless and this heartless is called the Parasite Cage and this is our first boss fight with him but funnily enough we are fighting alongside Riku to save him. So uh, yeah. how did you how did you kind of feel about this first introduction to uh, I guess this enemy? I liked it. I thought it was a cool enemy. It was a cool design. Um you know I was like, I wonder what we're... I thought I was going to have to fight Riku at that moment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was like, oh, I go, I can see where this is going. I'm going to have to fight him for something, you know, or some kind of thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we turn around, Pinocchio's like in a cage. And I'm just like, oh. And Riku's like, you want to handle this, Sora? And and I love the confidence from, from uh, Sora. It's just like, he's like, he's like, I'm not worried about it. He's like, yeah. he's like I'm going to kick someone's ass. I'm yeah. like, yes. I'm like, grow that confidence. Yeah. Uh, so once you once you defeat him, I'm assuming Parasite Cage then jumps into a uh, sphincter of some sort. <laughs> Just looks like a butthole I, opens up, and that's where he jumps through. Yeah, I, you know, I said, you know, that's an interesting way of doing it, but you know, I guess you're not wrong right. for you know how how the body works. Go oh, ahead, yeah. oh, go yeah. ahead, designers. <laughs> so then we get this little scene where Geppetto. Um, he sees Riku, like Riku's holding Pinocchio, and Geppetto's just like begging uh, for Pinocchio back. And then Riku says that he still needs to use Pinocchio. He says that Pinocchio might be what he needs in order to help retrieve the heart for someone who has lost theirs. And Sora suspects that Riku is referring to Kairi, losing her heart. And then Riku just kind of he walks away after that. He's like, "What do you care?" And then he walks away. Um, yeah, it was really dark. I mean, it was like, you know, he's like this stupid puppet and Geppetto's like, no, that's my boy. You know, like that's and he's like, nah, he's he's kind of just like a husk. He goes, but maybe his heart's still good. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. So right after this little scene, this is where we learn the ability high jump. And I I never knew how to do this whenever I first played the game, whenever I was like nine or ten or whatever. Um 
I know because what I think I told you, I might have said it on the podcast as well, but I had no idea how to equip any abilities at all whenever I first <laughs> played this game. So I never got past like a certain world in this game because like there are just some abilities that, that you like, need. Yeah, you need to equip in order to like get through the portion, like th- get through the world, you know? Um, yeah. And so I never. I never decided to look through my abilities and see, like, oh, there are shared abilities. Like, oh, like, if I equip this shared ability, we all obtain, like, this power, you know? And high jump is one of them. So <laughs> I'm assuming you equipped high jump. Yes. I, I mean, and <laughs> I can I can say in the spec, in the aspect of things, usually when it's, like, you know, like, uh, seeing enemies' health bars or, like, a double jump, let's say, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you have... You have unlock this ability you just get to do it you never really had to equip it you know what i mean like you just got to double jump now it doesn't matter when you know you got to do it it's just now you do yep so like i definitely when i was when we were first talking about like you said um during the cerberus fight uh off the outside of the recording you're like did you put scan on and i go i had to put scan on yeah you have to like equip abilities yeah I yeah. was like, I was like, I d- it did not even register mm-hmm. to me. I was like, I just assumed when it when it said I had it, I would just be able to start seeing health bars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. And I think it's cool because you know, I mean, granted, yes, that is a fantastic quality of life thing that I don't know why anybody would not want that. You know, but it yeah. gives you it straight up gives you the option. If you don't want it, you can just remove that ability, and yeah. that is that's exactly what makes this like a really fantastic rpg in my opinion like there is so much customization to how the how you want the game to be presented to you how you want the gameplay to feel um yeah i just i appreciate that a lot as i get older no i i agree i mean maybe maybe the quality of life thing could have been just you automatically get it but you can turn it off you know necessarily make it harder for yourself sure you know that that probably that might have been <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> a little yeah. a little better. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. So you can also, uh, I think, with high jump. Maybe you could have found this earlier, or maybe I maybe you can only get it with high jump here. But uh, you can find an, another treasure chest that holds uh, another torn page. So now at this point, you should have two of the four or five torn pages. Um for Merlin's book and so after you grab all that and you do some exploring uh, once you're kind of in Monstro's stomach I'm assuming this is the stomach based on like the arena being like stomach acid Um, I assumed it was the stomach yeah yeah nasty booty juice I don't know Mm. so Sora finds (laughs) Riku and Pinocchio and Riku is talking to Pinocchio and this is kind of where he starts more kind of elaborating on this unique aspect. Like, he has this unique nature of being a puppet who has mm-hmm. lost his heart. Um, you know, he's kind of... He's talking about, like, how this lifeless husk somehow has a heart and has lost it uh, due to the heartless. And yeah. at this point... Yeah, I mean, he's basically saying again, like... You know, a puppet who's lost his heart, like, he might be the key to saving Kairi. And then Riku pleads with Sora to join him in using Pinocchio to save Kairi. But then Sora p- 
pulls out his keyblade and he's like, nah, because he recognizes that Riku is just motivated by the darkness. And then mm-hmm. Sora says, heart or no heart. At least he still has a conscience. <laughs> so then no, Sora, I, or sorry, what's yeah, up? No, I was just like, I was just like, he just seemed it like it went from it went from really liking him from the previous scene to mm-hmm. being like you're so you're such like a little shit not even <laughs> like it, like it doesn't even feel like you're like you're like good natured but now you're following the wrong path it's just like you just seemed like a little brat now yeah you're just pouting sora and riku are about to fight each other yes. and then boom parasite cage appears again and then riku escapes kind of using this like dark portal thing and this is the final boss you could say of monstro uh this yeah. is the second fight that you do with parasite cage um how is this fight compared to the first one it just i felt it was just about the same yeah pretty much you know it, it wasn't too different it wasn't even too difficult either it was yeah. actually probably one of the easier bosses besides maybe the wonderland boss mm-hmm. um yeah i would rank it up there with pretty easy so after we defeat parasite cage for good and the heart kind of flies out of its you know body or whatever gross uh sora gains the magic ability stop and so now we can use uh this magic power to lock on the enemies and stop them in place and we can like attack them and stuff it's cool cool magic ability and then we get this cutscene with riku kairi and maleficent on a ship and Riku remarks that Kairi is now like a lifeless puppet whose heart was taken by the heartless. Um, I have so many problems with this scene. You have no uh, idea, but oh, go yeah. on. Well, let, let me just kind of continue. Yeah, no, it's just, it's boiling. It's boiling my fucking mind. But no, go you're on. good. Um, yeah. So Maleficent then explains that by gathering all seven princesses of heart, they will be able to open the door to the heart of all worlds. Um, and then Maleficent explains that inside this heart of, of all worlds uh, is untold wisdom. And Riku, at, you know, by unlocking it and going through, Riku will undoubtedly find the answers to recovering Kairi's heart. And then this is where, like, Riku is like, come on, like, I need to do this. Like, because, like, Kairi's right in front of him and he's just like, like, she's here, like, where is her like i need to find her heart i need to like recover kairi and then maleficent grants riku the power to control the heartless and that's that's this whole scene so how do you how do you feel about all this it annoyed me so fucking much you have no (laughs) idea because like okay like like i said before it was kind of cool that he was like he had his own motivations and was kind of being like you know like fuck you you know i really don't care what your motivations are but like like you said, she's still manipulating him to some extent, right? Uh-huh. And it's like there's nothing more blatant of a red flag than, oh, what's wrong with Kyrie? The Heartless took her heart. Oh, okay. Well, you know, how do we stop them? Ah, well, you know, we you can control open this. them. <laughs> yeah, we got to open this door. Hey, do you want me to give you the power to control them? It's like, ding, ding, ding. This is not a fucking joke alarm. Like, <laughs> like recognize what's going on, Riku. I'm just like, oh, yeah. dude, it made me so upset <laughs> thinking about it. It really did. Yeah, I know you were mentioning to me earlier while we were working, just like, you you like the the character of Riku, but he makes these, like, very, 
like little kid like decisions and yes i think this is uh, a very clear kind of a you know example of of that yeah it it's very much just doesn't realize what's the bad thing in front of him yeah he's not you know taking I mean? account like into what could actually happen if he decides to go down this path of controlling the heartless and stuff he's just like no i just want my friends back i don't care what else happens i just want them back and it's like bro come on well or really questioning why maleficent has control of the heartless Mm -hmm. i mean she doesn't explain it i mean to me i'd be like oh well did you did you do this did you are you you know the one doing this to me you know what i mean like i'd immediately be like uh you're you're making me question everything yeah yeah so there's some there's some stuff to be unpacked here and and i think like i said too with a lot of this stuff i don't want to just be like so overtly like well they're saying this because this and this is happening because of this because you know we we haven't got there yet it's just like it's fun whenever you see them again. I'm, I'm ex- like I said too in the beginning of this uh, series. I'm so excited to go back and listen to these episodes once you have a lot more knowledge. You know, yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna be so fun. <laughs> so <laughs> do a retrospective on all of our episodes. Yeah, <laughs> how meta. <laughs> so so now that you've like played all the games, how did you feel about like this this like <laughs> first Kingdom Hearts game? Whenever you knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we get that cutscene and then we go back over to monstro sort of i mean like this is like monstro like just sort of sneezes Sora, donald and goofy out um, yeah and then now we can kind of we can go back to whatever the next world is after this but we can also go back to travers town uh, so I don't know if you did this yet, but if you do go back to Travers Town after finishing Monstro, uh, Pinocchio and Geppetto and their fish, uh, they made it over there safely. And they basically have their own house there and you can go inside their house. And there is a treasure chest inside, which um, I guess I could say now, but since you haven't gone over there. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll find out what's over there. But there is this very interesting thing where if you go inside his house... 30 times and then you speak with pinocchio pinocchio Mm -hmm. will give you like a the chocobo gummy blueprint um which is another reference to the final fantasy series what's that does it run when it flies the chocobo (laughs) does it run when it (laughs) flies if it runs when it flies i will go i will visit any amount of times pinocchio needs me to (laughs) Man, that would that would be fantastic. Like if it like moved its legs or something. Yeah, it'd be fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I think it's literally just like a little ship that looks like one of the chocobos from Final Fantasy. Yeah, I mean, and even Aww. still, with with these blueprints and stuff, um, like we were talking about, you still have to like assemble it all together and go through the whole bullshit of doing the gummy ship stuff. I hate it. It's stupid. Whatever. Don't do it. <laughs> It's um, very confusing. It is not a straightforward process. It really right, isn't. Right. Uh, that's, I think that's what you can do now. Um, you can also, oh, well, you can also actually, by this point, if you have been like opening up chests and using trinities and stuff, um, at this point, you should have been able to collect a total of at least 51 Dalmatians. And after 
going over there to the Dalmatian house after you've collected 51 of them, uh, aside from other items that you'll get as gifts from the Dalmatians, you know, mother and father, uh, you'll be gifted another torn page from, uh, from Merlin's book. So that's, I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I, I assumed I had to, you know, visit back when I had them all. So I didn't even think to even go talk to them at all. Yeah, I think it's like every 10 Dalmatians or so that you save, if you go back over there, um, you can, yeah, you'll get rewarded items like per every 10 or whatever. Um, oh, so I have a lot of items coming my way then. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like and like I said too, once you've collected at least 51, that's whenever you get the gift of a torn page. So I believe that is number three. I think, yeah, I think that is yes, the third three. torn page out of out of five. Um, and then also if you do decide eventually, like once you do go back over to Traverse town, like for the whole torn pages thing, you can also, now that you've learned all of the base magic spells in the game, you can talk to Merlin and he's got a special gift for you. So I'll let you find all that stuff out for, for yourself whenever you, uh, whenever you do that. Um, Why do you keep dangling fruit in front of me? That's not fair. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Well, 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 you know, um, <laughs> And then also, I think along, I can't remember where it was, but I think along this journey, you did find another summon gym. And I think I think it might have been, been in Monstro. And once you go present that to Fairy Godmother, you'll get another summon. And you can find that out whenever you go give it to her. <laughs> Aww, come on. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, let's see. The only other thing that you can do now besides just going to the next world, uh, now is when the Pegasus Cup is being held over there at the Olympus Coliseum. So that is because now that a we... lot of stuff that I have to get done next. Time. Yeah, just, you know, just some like, little side stuff here and there. I mean, if you want to just, you know, blast through these next couple of worlds you know you're more than welcome to but yeah you can do my list next week for work i'll just call out for <laughs> yeah. the week and i'll yeah. just blast yeah, through I'll, the rest yeah i'll do your job next week so <laughs> um that's now that we're kind of approaching the minute or the hour and a half mark um you know i don't want i don't want this to be like so long that because i think if we were to go through neverland now like i think this would be like a four close to five hour long podcast. it'd be a big episode yeah. because there was a lot to unpack even than just those two so i'm glad we're breaking it up the way we are yeah yeah and i sent you to kind of the uh, like a pseudo schedule for how i want to tackle yeah. the, the rest of these worlds so sorry everyone for you know if you played through neverland good job <laughs> um <laughs> you did better than me yeah, I think <laughs> next episode. Well, before we even close out and I start talking about like what we're going to do next episode, um I want to I want to go ahead and read this very first Ansem report because we did uh, find yes. Ansem report number 1 after finishing Agraba. And did you get a chance to read it or no? No, I did not. I like I said I haven't did not get a chance to do much of the reading okay. stuff. Um I am I am gonna be better about that for like when we when we do this what next week yeah um, whenever whenever we're gonna um, record next uh, I I just sent you the uh, oh dude I thought you were like sending me something to read I go please don't ask me to read no 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 <laughs> I'll I'll read this out loud I'm just gonna read this out loud for the podcast but this is uh, I'll be better about it is what I was trying to say yeah no, I you scared me no with worries, a, with yeah, a reading absolutely. thing that I may have to do <laughs> yeah. 
but we're, we'll go ahead and we'll just read this real, real quick so we can just get your, uh, your initial thoughts on this. But this is the okay. very first Ansem's report. Uh, it says this. Much of my life has been dedicated to the pursuit of knowledge. That knowledge has guarded this world well. Not a soul doubts that. I am blessed with people's smiles and respect. But though I am called a sage, there are things I do not understand. I believe darkness sleeps in every heart, no matter how pure. Given the chance, the smallest drop can spread and swallow the heart. I have witnessed it many times. Darkness. Darkness of the heart. How is it born? How does it come to affect us so? As ruler of this world, I must find the answers. I must find them before the world is lost to those taken by the darkness. There's some stuff in here that I think, you know, we've already kind of known from what's been happening in the game. You know, like we, we've talked a little bit about just kind of... Uh, uh, like right here where it says given the chance the smallest drop can spread and swallow the heart I've witnessed it many times and we've seen that too with um, uh, Clayton and Jafar yeah. you know yeah but I guess overall I know maybe this is something that you might have to read a few times to uh, to really have like a solid opinion on but I guess just first thoughts on what this Ansem report is saying do you have any uh, any thoughts Oh, I, a few, mm-hmm. um, you know, for my first thought is who's, you know, cause I mean, Anson report. I, I mean, I think we don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to recognize that name. I don't. So in the, um, in the beginning, whenever we're in, uh, like Travers town and stuff, Yuffie and Aerith, they're like, Hey, have you heard of someone named Ansem? Yeah, no, no, like, I recognize the name, but, like, as a, like, do I know the, should I know the character is no, what I'm trying No, 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 okay, he's okay. only been mentioned, like, a few okay. times by, like, Okay, that's, that's what I was trying to figure out, if I should know who that is, um, yeah. but, uh, you know, first, like, okay, who's writing this is my first thought, and then looking through it, like, um, you know, how is it born is kind of a is kind of an interesting line for me to mm-hmm. to really look at like how is darkness born we were just talking about it too i mean darkness can be born not just from evil but from depression you know yeah you know or depression or you know self-doubt you know mm-hmm. anything really that can just let something creep into your mind into your heart and just kind of take over yeah um you know the smallest drop and god i i don't want to relate it too much to real life but you know, I don't necessarily know how much, um, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that can definitely relate to this, but like when you have depression, um, you know, and that little bit crops back up, it doesn't matter how big it is or Mm -hmm. whatever, it can just consume you so quickly. Yeah. And that, you know, I take it in, in a literal sense and that's, you know, this actually kind of hits, hits a little hard for me. Little, yeah, a little bit of tears. <laughs> dog. Yeah, this is the, as we continue to kind of go through these Ansem reports, we um, we'll see more and more. Just well, so Ansem, who I who I think we can assume, being that these are called Ansem's reports, we can assume that this is a you know a research report from um, the character Ansem himself, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, We'll learn more about darkness 
and we'll, be, we'll learn more about heartless and how heartless are formed and you know why we call them heartless and all this stuff some stuff yeah. which later on kind of gets a tad retcon but like it's not too big of a deal <laughs> don't worry about it um, don't think about it too hard don't think about it too hard don't yeah don't, don't hurt yourself um <laughs> but there i think you know just even in this little first report that we get um from ansem we see like he has a very strong zeal and desire to just learn more like he's not necessarily mm-hmm. wanting um like he doesn't necessarily have like a I, like I want to say it's almost not even necessarily a negative view of darkness itself, but he just has a very curious mind of like the effects of it and like how much darkness is too much darkness like like because it says the smallest drop can spread and swallow Mm -hmm. the heart i've witnessed it but he's just like i gotta know more and he's saying too like i must find uh the answers before this world is lost Uh, is that darkness itself though is what could the now could the pursuit of knowledge be darkness itself yeah we'll see if you really think about it we will see this is making me question this is making me question my life and i'm gonna like cry alone in my room after we're done with oh this. no <laughs> kingdom hearts what are you doing <laughs> but it um, be retrospective of my life <laughs> yeah that's i think that's pretty much it i know you talked a little bit of um just about monstro and how it's already your second favorite world yes. i'm assuming behind uh deep jungle is currently your your favorite no. one no 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 oh what's I your favorite a, world so far i have a very big soft spot for halloween town man oh okay so next week now okay we're here we're here guys uh yes next week we are going to discuss and i know i tried to kind of like skip around like oh, i don't want to like say the names of the worlds and stuff i already texted them to you and i'll just let everybody know next week aside from you know continuing to discuss more ansom ansem's reports that we collect and all that we we are going to focus in and dial in on uh halloween town atlantica and neverland so we're gonna do those three worlds and you know we're we're actually gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some more notes and we're not gonna take another week off where i'm gonna i'm gonna try to make sure that we can get everything coming out uh a solid schedule again yeah i think i think we got a better handle we were like oh let's do five and we we're like whoa okay that's yeah, a oh, lot no. yeah that's a lot yeah so <laughs> i think i even came up to you it was like it was five right and you're yeah. Like, yeah i was like okay yeah i mean honestly like depending on how you want to like i guess go about doing stuff you could even argue that it's like six <laughs> you could even possibly yeah, argue monstro. that it's seven um yeah, there's a yeah. There's a few detours in there too there's that you like have to see. Yeah. So yeah. now um now I've got that kind of laid out. Yeah, so next week we are going to be discussing Halloween Town, Atlantica and Neverland. So if you played through yes. it Neverland already, uh perfect. <laughs> Good. Good. You job. are ahead. Yeah, way you to go. Overachiever. Good yeah. for you. Gold yeah, star. Yeah, A plus <laughs> plus. So yeah, that's that's just about it. I guess other than that, do you have any other thoughts on kind of anything that we've already discussed? Any other little notes that you took down that you didn't get a chance to uh, get in or anything like uh, that? You know what? Let me let me skim real quick. Let me let me you know uh, fill this this dead silence with cute 
lovable music or something. <laughs> I, I will say, speaking of music, though, um, the music of Monstro, I really like the music of Monstro. Um, and one thing that I can say that I noticed, because uh, like I had said before, too, in our, in our history episode, whenever we were talking about Super Mario RPG, um, Yoko Shimomura is the composer for Super Mario RPG and all of the Kingdom Hearts games. Um, and later on in the series, she has some help from other composers as well. But in this game, just kind of the, um, I guess, the overworld theme of Monstro really reminds me of the music found in Super Mario RPG. And I don't know. That's just kind of how I felt about it. It felt the most Super Mario RPG out of all of the music in this game. Okay. No, I, I could definitely I could definitely see that. It's... Uh... I can't. I can't really explain too much because I don't know too much of that musical side to relate the two. But I can see what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. I actually don't have any other notes because actually a lot of my notes are about next week. So. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of notes as well, I went ahead and I made an announcement over here in the Discord earlier today. But in regards to the overleveled Patreon, uh, I haven't. I've been having a hard time kind of deciding, like, what can I put on there that maybe people would want to see? What are, you know, what what is something that I can put on there that might be uh, a tad bit of motivation as well as just kind of like, I don't know, putting something that is maybe a little bit more behind the scenes um, that might be interesting to other people. And I just decided, because I keep all these notes just continuously saved on my computer, um, if you have a desire to kind of see my note process and the kinds of notes that I take uh, for these videos and these episodes, these podcasts, um, I am going to... If you are a Patreon, you know, no matter what tier it is, the $2 up through the whatever <laughs> whatever dollar, if you are a Patreon supporter, you can go there right now and you can download the notes that I have taken for all of these episodes. And I think right now I'm actually going to upload the notes for the episode that we just now recorded. And I'm thinking too, uh, starting with the next episode as well, if you are someone who wants to kind of jump ahead of the game and kind of get to know what we're going to talk about before we actually upload the podcast, uh, I will be, I'll probably actually be uploading these notes as soon as I'm done writing them down. So if you are one of those people who likes to be sort of spoiled, I guess, <laughs> and, uh, and has a desire to look at the notes and, and all that good stuff, uh, all of that stuff's going to be on Patreon. So currently that's, that's really the only thing that I can think of right now. That's uh, that I can that I can do as far as like adding something extra, like another thing to be producing uh, on the internet. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's my big plug for Patreon. If you if you want to be a Patreon supporter, um, you know, by all means, it's not necessary. Necessary. It's not necessary. Uh, but if you do, I now do have some content on the Patreon that you can look at. So that's that's that. <laughs> uh, on top of all of that, I also just want to plug the Discord as well. Um, whether you're listening online or you're or you know watching on YouTube, the description should have an invite to the Discord that we are in. So 
if you want to come in and continue talking about Kingdom Hearts or other RPG stuff or JRPG stuff, whether it's like, you know, video games or even if it's like books or movies or music, whatever, I mean, we're here for it. <laughs> come out, come on in and, and be a part of our community. I, I highly, highly want to encourage all of y'all to do that. Yeah, man, I would love to get, you know, questions or if there's something you wanted to ask in general, like, I'm trying to be more active on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, as well as uh, a Twitter as well. You can follow me at OverLevelCast on Twitter. Um, I mostly just do little updates on stuff with the podcast, and I'll try to retweet stuff that I find funny or interesting. So you can follow me over there. Dash, do you want to plug your Twitter as well? I know you just kind of relaunched yeah. your Twitter. Yeah, it's, da- it's Dash underscore Turner 81. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Whatever. I'll have I'll have links to all works. of that in the description, um, as well as if you feel like emailing us, you can email me at um, the email is overleveledpodcast at gmail So links to all of that will be in the description below. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us. Do you have anything else, I think or so. are we good? No, I think I think that's it. I'm excited that we're starting to really get to the the thick of the story you yeah know? so it's yeah. starting to really start kicking up uh kicking up a lot of stuff for us yeah puzzle pieces are slowly being revealed now we're just kind of piecing them together piece by piece yes well cool thank you dash again for joining me on this episode and thank you everyone for listening and commenting and sharing and all that uh yeah yes. next time we are going to be playing through neverland i promise <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we will see y'all later